welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 399, recorded live on Sunday, February 15th, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man who just had his bowl of cereal, Dave Play. Hello. And the man who's been at the curling rink since 8 a.m. this morning, Angelo. Hi. You were officiating today? Yes, I was officiating last night and today. Oh, I was not supposed to be officiating either of those times. <laughs> not supposed to be like you weren't planned to or like you, you didn't qualify to or what? Wasn't planned to. Okay. Just put this in an analogy form. So you have that, that friend who tells you that they're going to do something and you said, don't do it. That's going to be stupid. Yeah. But they do it anyway. <laughs> and you're okay. with them. And so you, you, even though you told them that like, <laughs> look, we're not going to help you if you do this, you go feel free to go ahead and do something stupid. But you're with them at the time, so then you're just like, you know what? You're my friend. I gotta help you out. So This is this is called enabling. <sighs> yes. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately. So, which which person was the friend? The uh, stadium. Okay. But since, you know, our name's on this thing as well, you might as well buck up and do it. So yeah, I'm, I officiated last night. I officiated this morning. Last night didn't finish until about... 10.45. And then you had to get up and do it again in the morning. Yep. And then I got to do it tomorrow night and Tuesday night and then all day Wednesday. And then I do Holy believe I'm also scheduled crap. for... All, I'm, I think I'm also scheduled for Thursday night. Uh, wow. If those games are actually required, because then Thursday starts going into the playoffs. So I may or may not be required on Thursday. Okay. Wow. <sighs> So you probably won't be joining us for uh, the Python class then. No, I got to get my actually my stuff done this weekend because I don't think I'm going to have time during the week to do it. So you're doing uh, week three this weekend? Uh, no, I got to finish up week two, I do believe. Okay. And you might want to get started on week three yeah. while you're at it. Finish two and start three, I think. Let me check the dates on these things. Well, two's quizzes and assignments are due in like two days. Okay. Right. I'm pretty sure they're due on the 17th. <coughs> Maybe they're due on the 15th. They might be due today. Checking. So, but that's, that sounds like quite a weekend. A lot of curling. Yep. Oh, all the curling. Uh, week two. Oh, it's due on the 17th. Okay. So I got to get that done today and tomorrow. It's going to be something. Yep. I, I look all a schnazzy though in my official USA curling jacket and you know. So why is there so much curling? Is there just always that much or what? It's USA Nationals. So you have 10 men's teams and 10 women's teams. Wait, you're officiating in the US Nationals? Yes. Oh, well then. <laughs> that's that's like significant, Andy. Good job. Congratulations. Thank you. And they're taking place in Kalamazoo? Yes, it took place in Kalamazoo uh, four years ago, which if you probably, we've got episodes probably back from them. Four years, that's about 200 200 episodes or so, right? Yep, somewhere around that. So I'm trying to remember, the uh, next Winter Olympics are next year, or is that summer? Rio is next year. And that's summer? Yes. Okay. But it's in Rio, so it's technically going to be in winter. For us? Yes. Because it'll be summer there. No, they're still going to do it, I do believe, over... Our summer. Oh, okay. So winter there, summer here. Let's see, Rio 2016 opening date. Games will open on August 5th, and the closing ceremony will be on August 21st. So leading into spring. Yes. I mean, it's Rio. It's never, like, snow. <laughs> 
No, yeah, there's there's no snow in Rio. So the athletes will be fine. Okay, but the, more importantly, like these are not the the curling matches that will determine the U.S. team. No, no, that's not going to happen for another three years. Okay, really, three years. Normally, it's the year before. So wouldn't that be four years? Yeah. No, you're right. Three years. Yeah, three years. Because the Olympics are every two years. Yes, it's it's three years. Normally, it's a three-year cycle with teams building up their things there. And then after the Olympic cycle is over, that's when you see all the normal teams kind of break apart and try and reform for another three-year cycle. Okay. But in any case, U.S. Nationals. Yes. For curling. Yes. The winner of the players are Canadian. What? How many of the players are Canadian? I don't think any, actually. I know there's a lot of people who are close to the border because there's some people from like Bemidji. (laughs) They're they're Canadian in everything but nationality. Yeah. I'm I'm curious how far Bemidji is from the border. Bemidji? How do you even spell that? B-E-M-I-D-J-I. Bemidji. Yes. In Northwest Minnesota. Up in the land of lakes up there. Yeah, land of a thousand lakes, my ass. Land of failed rivers is what it is. <laughs> land of puddles. Uh, it's north of Duluth. Yeah, it's it's about two hours from the border of Canada. And that's because you, you kind of you can't go directly north because there's lakes there. So you kind of got either got to go northeast or northwest. Yep. Oh, that's where the uh, top of the nation is. Oh, yeah, that little weird. If you go straight north, it's got that little uptick. Yeah. Yep. <coughs> Angle Isle, it's called. <sighs> Gesundheit. Sorry, I was trying to hit the mute button, but I couldn't find it. Oh. <sighs> All right. Nothing like, you know, sitting in an ice cold ice arena for a couple of hours to uh, boost your immune system. Oh, <laughs> and all the people there. And oh, well, it's not like you're you know shaking hands with everyone. No, that is true. I'm basically I, I could do my job with one finger with a finger. Yes, because I'm running the clocks because it has to be officially timed. And so it's it's literally like I hit the button to start the clock and then I hit the button to stop the clock and then I hit another button to start the other clock. And, and that's your job. Yeah. Why can't that be automated? It's an excellent question. I have I have literally debated this in my head. Like, what what could I do to make this even easier? And it's like, well, I first off could get a buzzer and some macros. So all I'd have to do is just hit the buzzer to start and then stop and then because it just knows like if it's on, stop it. If it's off, start it. Yes, but there are also times where neither of the clocks is running. Okay. And there's two different clocks, and they have to. Uh, it, it would be possible pretty easily. You just have to do a little bit of coding. Well, that's where your Raspberry Pi can come in. That Raspberry Pi and Python. Hey, look at that. Right now, getting that cleared with the like International Curling Association. It's actually the World Curling Federation. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I. You must World know all Curling international Federation. sports. Ugh. <laughs> oh. So this is a nice little break before we go back there and actually watch curling, where hopefully I don't have to work. <laughs> Man, that would suck. You go there to actually watch some some matches and be like, yeah, cool, it's awesome, yay, and then, like, one of the, the officials gets sick. Or doesn't show up, like happened or, last night. Ooh, ouch. I was literally there to watch them curl, and all of a sudden, somebody comes over and is like, hey... Yeah. You're, you're trained for officiating, right? And I'm like, yes. Is there it's an like, official in the house? Pretty much. He was going around to the people he knew who were trained for officiating. Yeah. <laughs> Is there an official in the house? Anyone? Anyone know the rules of curling? It's... Uh, 
So yeah, so that's going to be my week. So I'd, I'd stay away from there if I were you, Andy. Why would you go back? Because it's curling. To watch when you know that there is a likelihood that if you go to watch, you will end up having to participate and not in the like fun I get to play curling, but in the, oh, I have to officiate. When I'm officiating, I, I have to pay attention to a single thing there, but I'm also sitting, I think, about six feet away from the ice. Oh, well, okay. So you so do get to kind of watch. Yeah. Plus, I get to chat with the teams a little bit because I have to get the signatures of the skips. Yep, and it means that you get visibility and that the teams start learning who you are. Teams don't care who I am. I'm just granted. I always wear the same hat, so they could probably recognize the hat. Mm-hmm. But it's you got to do what you got to do to keep Andy, the sport going. I mean, you, you got three years to work your way up to being like an <laughs> Olympic official. <laughs> oh, um. Right? You just have to start going and officiating every match. Well, one, I'd have to pay my own way. So I'd have to that's, A, volunteer my time. go is for. I'd have to pay my own way there. I'd have to take off time for work to do these because normally these events normally go from a, a Friday to a Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to take at least two days off of work to do it on top of, you know, spending money to drive or fly wherever it's at. I, I think given that it's the Olympics, you, you may have to fly. Well, that and also um, there's, uh, I believe, five levels of officiating. Mm-hmm. Like level uh, level one's the beginner. That's what I'm doing right now. Level five is the person who's like in charge of curling. Yeah, for the United States. Yeah, the head head official. And then level four is the international guys. Level three, you actually have to be invited. Well, to become a level three. But you you gotta you know get your name out there if you want to get invited. Oh, but there's so much work. <sighs> Should we talk about something that's not curling just for, you know, a couple of hours? <laughs> well, we, we could talk for a couple of hours. You're the one who's going to go back to watch more curling. I know, and it's a nice little break. You have to decide, Andy, do you want to watch curling and talk about curling or not? Can't if, I it's have my... if it's something you need a break from, is it something you really want to go and do? Yes. Okay. <laughs> We could talk about how my week has been. How has your week been, Dave? I spent nine hours on the floor of my bathroom on Wednesday. Did you eat a loaf of bread? I did not. I kind of wish I had. I don't know. It's some sort of bug that's going around that it just absolutely floored me for like two days. I was entirely, I, I, I went home from work on Wednesday. I threw up a number of times and then Thursday I was, I was nauseous all day and stayed home and I am still like a little uneasy and queasy. So this thing is hanging on and I'm not a fan of it. I would like it to stop. Just a bowl of chicken noodle soup, wrap yourself up in a blanket. And if you really wanted to, the actual curling is getting web streamed. So you could watch it if you wanted to. <laughs> Uh, actually, what I've been watching is is West Wing to kill time. Oh, I, this show I keep I feel like having watched Newsroom. You want to go like, back and watch West Wing? Yeah, I feel like I should go back and actually watch West Wing. Did you not like West Wing? Did you? Not I've never, watch? I've never seen You've an never episode. Never seen the West Wing. No. You should go and watch the West Wing. It's on Amazon Instant. It's There's really good. There's I, I got to catch up. Um, on Flash and Arrow. Agent Carter. Uh, there's a Transporter TV series that I'm curious about. Oh, I need to get Agent Carter. Is that any good? It's not bad. It's it's a little hokey, but it's it's not too bad. Oh, did we forget to add that as a topic? What? I know I didn't add it as a topic. About uh, Sony and Marvel. No, what's going on with Sony and Marvel? Wait, you don't know? No. I... 
I literally have been basically here, work, or living at the curling rink. This was this was like Sunday or Monday. No, yeah, I was at the curling rink. Sony and Marvel made a deal. <gasps> How do you not know this? We we put it into like five different chats that you're in. Like I said, I have been not Sony. paying attention to anything. Okay, well, Andy, I get to tell this to you. Sony and Marvel made a deal. Okay, and what is this deal? Well, Andy, what does Sony and Marvel have in common? Uh... Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. Yep, and Marvel Cinematic Universe is moving towards the Civil War. Which is Spider-Man is in that. Right. Plays a pretty significant part in it. Yeah. Spider-Man plays a pretty significant part in a lot of the Avengers. Yes. Uh, so Sony and Marvel made a deal where Sony is going to maintain ownership of Spider-Man, but Marvel will be able to use the character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not only that, the Spider-Man movies will be able to use the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Does that mean they're going to have to reboot Spider-Man again? Potentially. But he will be appearing in a Marvel-released movie first, before he gets his own movie. I feel like... And? Yeah? The creative process will be owned by Marvel. So what the hell is Sony get out of this con- this thing there? Did- uh, well, let's look at the box office numbers for Sony's last, like, five Spider-Man films versus the box office numbers for Iron Man. <laughs> or the Avengers. Or the Avengers, or any of Marvel's stuff. What Sony gets out of this, this was Sony going to, my, to uh, Marvel and saying... We own this. We're not giving up this, but we suck at making Spider-Man movies. Please help us. <laughs> Basically, Marvel is going to write their Spider-Man movie for them, and then they will produce it. And they'll probably get a bunch of money, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Marvel. So the, the deal is really pretty intense. Sony doesn't get any money from Marvel movies that use Spider-Man. Oh. Marvel doesn't get any money from Sony movies from Spider-Man. So they just get a little bit of help. Marvel will help them write the movie. They're basically trading the work of Marvel for the rights to use Spider-Man in their own movies. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. Oh my God, no kidding. Because it not only opens up Spider-Man, it opens up the Spider-Man universe, right? All the Spider-Man characters, all the Spider-Man villains. So all like all the goblins and um, Kingpin and all those guys. Yep. And- Although Kingpin was technically already still Marvel. They're using him in uh, Daredevil. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. And that Daredevil thing's coming but, to Netflix, too. But oh. now you can have, like, the Spider-Man Kingpin interactions because they are nemesis. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. It's, this is going to be surprising. This is going to be potentially amazing. I'm still kind of worried about Ant-Man, though. Speaking of the Marvel Universe and things that okay. are going to be coming out soon. Okay. Why are you scared of Ant-Man? Because, okay, so the Avengers worked. That yes. actually worked. And then you still had the big names like, you know, the, the Thor and the Hulk and everybody. Those. Yeah. Ant-Man is so, I was going to say out there, but then now I'm thinking about it. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, was pretty Ant-Man. out there. Ant-Man plays a huge part in the Avengers. Well, yes, I know, in the in the, in the the actual comic book. But yeah. since they're making <laughs> Ultron a Tony Stark thing, yep. his deal is kind of less than granted. We, we know about S.H.I.E.L.D. during the Captain America era, and then Agent Carter does a little bit after that, but then we have nothing until we get to modern-day Avengers. Action. Yep. Yeah. 
Well, so but Ant Man takes place with modern Avengers, doesn't it? Supposedly, it takes a little bit in modern day and then a little bit in the past as well. Huh. Granted, I most of this stuff is surprising. At, at this point, I'm willing to give Disney the benefit of the doubt. No, very true. Right at this point, they have shown to me that they can handle these properties well. Now, how that applies to Star Wars that remains to be seen. Oh, Star Wars! This is actually kind of exciting because. Nobody knows what's going to happen with Star Wars. Yep. Because even with the prequels, we kind of all knew where things were going. Here, it's... It's especially a wide since they, open field. Especially they since can. they threw out the entire extended universe. Yep. You know, Timothy Zahn actually made a really good point about that. What? That they did and they didn't. They've said it's not canon. They didn't say they aren't going to use parts of it. Oh, if they actually do the Thrawn trilogy? Oh. They're not going to do the Thrawn trilogy. I know, would have but... come out by now. Mm. But... Timothy Zahn pointed out that George Lucas didn't come up with the idea of Coruscant. Who did? Timothy Zahn. Really? Yeah. It doesn't appear in any of the original movies. It doesn't appear in any of the original radio dramas. The idea of this planet as a city, like a a single planet-spanning city, was him. Huh. And they made it into the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the prequels came out after the books. Not even the prequels. It was put into the special edition. You're right. It was, wasn't it? Wow. It was the celebration scene in the special edition. And everyone was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Because no one had read the books. And so no one knew. (laughs) Why are they celebrating in this giant city? Where is that? All of us who read the book were like, oh, we know where that is. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, if we're going to continue down this Marvel line, the supposed running length of Avengers. Yeah. Two hours and 40 minutes. And it's going to be two hours and 40 minutes of awesome. Hopefully. God, how long was the original Avengers? Uh-huh. Avengers runtime. 143 minutes. How much do you want to bet that there's a twist where Loki is responsible for Ultron? I, no. No, it's not going to. Because if Stark is a responsible for Ultron, that's going to start putting a rift between him and Captain America. What? All right, A, I I don't see that. B, there's already a rift between them. I know, but this is going to... Robert Downey C, Marvel has already stated that the Captain America Civil War movie is not going to be following the Civil War from the comics. So we don't even know if it's going to be Cap versus Tony. They're, they're, they just—that would, that would be sad because that they've already kind of put the friction there, and it wouldn't be hard to just keep yep. it going. Yep. And it's such a good storyline. Oh my god, that's such a good storyline. I need to read that storyline. I feel like the Civil War. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I get the glimpses and I read up on the synopsis. 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 Right. I mean, just go read the Wikipedia article. It's not quite the same because no. you don't get like Peter Parker pulling off the Spider-Man mask. Yeah. Okay. So two hours, 40 minutes. Plus, you know, we're all going to have to wait through the credits because it's a Marvel movie. Yep. And that's and what you the do. Stinger. Unless you're watching Guardians of the Galaxy and then forget that shit. Hey, Howard the Duck is pretty important. Howard the Duck is not worth... He's not important at all. Well, so the the, the kind of joke is now that maybe they'll change the stinger for Age of Ultron with this new thing about Spider-Man. And someone came up with like a a loose screenplay that would be the ultimate stinger for Age of Ultron for people who don't pay attention to this uh, this sort of news. So Ultron has wound down, credits have passed, uh, and and it's Tony Stark at a high school giving a lecture on responsibility and consequences of your actions, etc., etc. And at the end, he's taking a question. And this kid, you know, raises his hand and says, well, but what about such and such in case? And what about heroes who might not know? Or what do you want to do about new heroes, etc., etc.? 
And Stark says, oh, it's a really insightful question and gives a, a brief answer and says, what's your name? Kid's like Peter Parker. And then the camera, or he doesn't, he doesn't even have to say his name, right? Because the camera's behind him and zooming in as Stark is giving the answer. And instead of taking notes, he's sketching in a, a, a little book and he's drawing up costume ideas. And on the back of his hand, you see like a bandage or you see a spider bite. Or you literally just see like a little high school ID badge that says P. Parker on it or something. Right. No, that would be, that would be something. Oh, oh it's going to be an interesting year for the movies. Ultron comes out in three months. Do believe so. Mid to May, I believe. May 1st. May 1st. Okay. 50 Shades came out. Okay. I don't know. I was wondering <laughs> to see if you were going to pick that up and go somewhere with it. Nope. Nope. Going to watch Kingsman instead. That's what I'm going to do. That's the like secret spy agency that's a bunch of kids. Well, it's got Colin Firth and Michael Caine in it. And the kids are a new recruitment class. It's, it's the secret spy agency that's a bunch of kids. It's not a bunch of kids. It's That's the recruitment class because somebody else died why would you recruit a bunch of kids get them in early and i think they're all like high school college age i think that's still a kid they can drink over in britain yes but anyway uh yeah actually i've been i've been meaning to see that movie i've been kind of excited about it too maybe i'll do that on tuesday wonder if that's the five dollar movie on tuesday probably not kate keeps messaging me about uh colin firth now she's like what did i do <laughs> anyway uh we do have actual i mean that the the sony thing kind of is a topic but not really but it should be yes. uh do we have other topics that we want to hit oh god don't tell me 50 shades is the five dollar movie <laughs> it's not even worth oh my god oh oh no tuesday please 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 oh my god 50 shades of gray is the five dollar movie on the super amazing screen with the giant chairs oh that's funny well, we could kind of slide this into uh, 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 one of the topics. Okay. Because um, we're talking about movies, and movie reviews are, you know, big things. Ebert was doing his thing, and he always had the movie critics. Yeah. Eurogamer is dropping scores from its review process. Good for them. Just uh, Joystick, before, you know, Joystick disappeared in a puff of smoke. Uh, they're not fully disappearing. Well, yeah, I know. It's that whole, like, X thing with... Is it Engadget that they're doing that with? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Joystick was dropping its review scores as well. Might be Gizmodo, but yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so Kotaku doesn't have review scores. Joystick just, doesn't have review scores. I, I kind of like Kotaku's, like, should you buy this? Yes, no, or not yet. Yeah, because that's basically when when I'm trying to get an opinion on a game, it's the, should I should I play this? Yes, no, don't play it, or wait until it goes on sale. Mm-hmm. That's basically that's like what we have for our reviews are the are the three things: <laughs> should you get it now, should, should you wait you for not it to go on get sale, it, or get it later when it's on sale, or get it when you need it, or get it when you need it. Yeah, because we don't just review games. So, um, the game industry website got an opinion on people about um, should you know should people get rid of this numbering system for reviews yeah and so i was also curious to see what your opinion was well you you know my opinion because we do it we don't we don't have (laughs) stars or numbers which is funny though because most of the uh publishers actually like it well because it's it's a defined metric yes it's it's something they can put on a box like oh this is great we can put a score of nine out of ten from this website on our box yep some uh publishers in fact many publishers even give bonuses based on the reviews that we're giving a bonus based off of a random number that somebody generates is well they do it based on the metacritic reviews now oh metacritic does that mean metacritic you, you 
you don't like Metacritic then? Um, I haven't really used it, so I can't say. So it's like things like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes and those things where it just aggregates all the scores together. I Is the crowd wiser than the individual? If the crowd is made up of people like the individual, then yes, usually. But if the crowd is made up of people who are not like the individual, then Well, then from your perspective, it's no help. From the publisher's perspective, it is. Yes. The publisher just cares about the crowd. Yes, because they're trying to sell to everybody. They're not just trying to sell the game to just you. Right. And if you don't like their game, but everyone else does, they really don't care about you. Yeah. It's the worst marketing plan ever. We're going to market to Joe. Just Joe. Nobody else. Hey, it's a great marketing plan for Joe. <laughs> it is. Joe's like, oh, this is amazing. It's like, oh Unless my God, hate- I love this game. Unless they hate this game. Then it sucks for Joe. Why would you guys have done this? That's fine. We'll, we'll try again, Joe. It's okay. No, but it's still the same game. But no, yeah, because there's, there's some games where it, well, this even was the case with uh, when Ebert did reviews, he actually would, in some of his preferences, would say like, look, like three stars is not the same as three stars, which is not the same as three stars, where it's like different movies, they're okay, and a three-star review here would be different than a three-star review for another movie and different than a three-star review for another movie. Mm-hmm. Those one-star reviews or zero stars or half stars, those are just fun to read. I have uh, not gotten the chance to read one. I don't think I've ever read a, a Ebert review. Some of the, the ones where he talked with, like, he gives zero stars. He's like, I don't even know why I'm still sitting here. <laughs> I am writing this in the middle of the movie. Pretty much. He's like, I, I, I don't want to do this. There's other things I could be doing instead. Ouch. It's got to suck if that's your movie. Okay. So, but I feel like this whole lack of numbers and stars and stuff kind of goes because most of the attention span of the of the internet keeps on getting shorter and shorter, right? Does it? Do you have proof of that? Outside of my gut and the truthiness of it, no. You just use the word truthiness. I just use the word truthiness. Okay. Um, I feel like that is the correct connotation of that word, though. I I wouldn't know. I don't know if, if attention spans are getting shorter, and I don't know if it's because of the internet, even if they are. But that's neither here nor there. Go ahead. You were continuing. Because uh, when, when you get a, open up a game review score and it says, oh, it's 8 out of 10, or oh, it's 9 out of 10, it's like, oh, okay, this is a good game. And then bing, bang, boom, you could be done with it. With If you don't have... Are you thinking people just won't use the reviews? Because now they have to actually read what it says? That's what I'm thinking, yes. Well, but they're still doing a buy, don't buy, buy later. True. There's still a summary. So the question becomes... Uh, question becomes... I just had a complete brain fart. <laughs> Speaking of small attention spans... Sorry, I just... You, you lost the track? Yes, it just completely went off the rails. Okay, so they're getting yeah, rid of... Speaking of short attention spans, shiny object. What? Yeah, they're getting rid of, of review scores, uh, discrete scores, and they're they're putting back in kind of the way it should be, which is, here's our opinion on the game. Yes. I like that trend. I would like to see more things do that. Because with those things, you don't have to, you're, you're not going to be hampered by just the number. Sure. You can say, oh, this is good, or, or this is bad. This is fun. This is not fun. Should you get it? If you like this, yes. If you don't like this, no. Okay. Moving along, then, before Andy loses his train of thought a second time, uh, GOP and the FCC... It's yeah. midway through February. Where is my announcement from the FCC? It's not going to happen till after the vote on the 26th. Erg. So you got to wait about another two weeks. Erg. 
Berg. But this is not stopping the GOP from fighting it, even though they don't even know what's in. Okay, so technically there's five people who know what's in this because the FCC chairman have already gotten their the, their drafts. Yes, they have already gotten the draft. Okay. So they're so, doing their whole thing, and they're going to vote so, on it on the 26th. That's in Washington. Yes. What do you think the likelihood of only those five people actually know what's in it is still true? Um, It's actually pretty... Mm, you don't think one of them has leaked it to Verizon and AT&T? Probably, but nobody can officially say anything about it. Right. Because they have... It's part of the thing there is that the FCC never shares these documents prior to a vote, and... N- None of them are supposed to release it out to anybody. They're just supposed to see it for themselves, all 300 right. and some odd pages of it. Ooh. I think it's like 336 pages. Holy crap. Yeah. He wasn't kidding when he was talking about redefining Title II. But yeah, so the Republic, one of the Republican chairmen has already done a um, press conference about this. Even though he's not really able to talk about it, he still says it's not what he wants, which no surprise on this one. But so, right. yeah, the... Republicans seem to be fighting this tooth and nail because they're having the FCC commissioner do his uh, statement saying that he doesn't like it and this needs to happen. Um, they're pushing legislation that's previously uh, they've tried to push before that um, limit the power of the FCC. Yeah, and kind of create some. It, it, they'll do their own version of net neutrality, but we'll have some nice big loopholes that you could drive a semi truck through. Yep. Um, they're also investigating that the whether the White House improperly influenced the FCC because technically. The president appoints the FCC chairmen, and then it's kind of like Supreme Court justice, where once he appoints them, they're supposed to do whatever they're supposed to do without any outside influence. Is it influence to say, I think they should do this? No, that's honestly what he said, was, I think they should do this, which everybody has a right to say, hey, I think the FCC should do this. This is what the public comment section is for, for the public to comment on things. The president did just that. He made a public comment saying, hey, I urge the FCC to do this. His was slightly more public. Yes. But yeah, no, the Republican uh, oversight chairman and the government government affair chairman are both planning on holding hearings to see whether or not the White House did a little, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge sort of thing. Oh, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, the Republicans have no idea what's going on. They have no idea what they're fighting against, but they're fighting tooth and nail for it. Okay. And we'll find out in two weeks. 25th, you said? 26th. 26th. So hopefully we'll know by... Probably the evening on the 26th. Yeah, so our show out on March 2nd should have what's actually in this. Uh, So what else we got? Keurig is doing something with DRM. Well, it's not so much they're doing something with DRM. They did something with DRM. Oh, yeah, because they had this special DRM thing. Right, like the Keurig 2.0 machines have DRM on them in the sense that uh, it will only recognize the, the cups that have a special code printed on them. Yes. And this was defeated very rapidly. <laughs> Basically just by cutting the, the lid off of one of the Keurig cups and then gluing it in place. Yep. And in fact, one of the, the third-party manufacturers is now giving away a clip, a 3D printed clip that goes into the machine that will just cover the little camera and let it work. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Keurig sales took a huge hit. Well, yeah, because people like the third-party things. I'm sorry, but Green Mountain's coffee is... Superior. You say superior? Right. Well, isn't that what you were about to say? I, I was going to oh. say it's not that much different than the other ones. Oh, I'm sorry. So Green Mountain is the Keurig one? Yes. Ah, okay. I thought that was the third party one you were using. No, no, no. Green Mountain is the company that makes the Keurig coffee machines. Okay. So, so they no, do the machine and then they do their special coffee pods. The opposite of superior. No, yeah, it's... 
it's it's okay coffee, but still, I you know I went to Sam's not Sam's Club. I went to Costco and got a hundred pack of those pods for I think thirty five bucks. Normally, when I okay. go to um, regular coffee places, the pods are if they're fifty cents, they're a deal. So it's thirty five cents a pod. Yes, I know that's that's not that's, bad. A, that's an actual deal. But normally, if I'm shopping anywhere else looking for stuff there, it's fifty cents is maybe a thing. And you know, Green Mountains rarely going to have their stuff on sale. Yeah. So how much are the like the Costco brand? ones that's that's what i got is the costco brand ones. Oh, okay you, but you if said I had, the green mountain ones i'm like you got the first party ones at 35 cents each Holy no crap. no sorry my train is doing loops it seems your train is um falling off the track choo choo chugga so, chugga 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 no so keurig has, has taken a hit uh, their sales are way down. They've missed all of their, their sales projections. And the president is saying, like, well, it, it's something that we we didn't expect, and we'll see what happens. Uh, there's been no word that they're planning on changing it. My well, personal no- favorite thing, though, is that the the first party cups from before a certain date still don't work <laughs> and won't work. They won't ever work. So yeah, I, I hear this. Oh, I ahead. hear this Keurig story, and in my head, I keep on thinking of Ubisoft's DRM, where it's like it's easier to pirate to pirate than it is to deal with. Yep. Oh. This is the the kind of inner conundrum of DRM is sometimes you're taking steps to protect yourself and your company, and it's going to cost you more. Yes. But at the same time, um, there is there is an unspoken cost. There's a kind of an unknown cost, which is if you don't take steps to protect it, then depending on where you are and what it is and how long it's been, you actually lose the ability to protect it in the future. I think we've already reached that, though, because there are so many third party pods out there. Not even that. It's if you if you do not take reasonable steps to protect your own copyright, then you lose the ability to hold. I, I think it's copyright. Uh, then you lose the ability to hold the copyright. Mm, so they can't just... go back later and say, "Oh no, you know what? We actually want to block other people from doing this." Yes and no depends on what you're actually copywriting and what happens to it. Because some of the movies actually went into public domain, but then they re-released a new version of it, and therefore that new version is technically then copyrighted and. They just don't do yeah, anything I'm, with the old version. I'm thinking anymore. more about like intellectual property. Yeah, God, copyright law with intellectual property is messy, me- very messy, 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 messy. Ugh. So speaking of people losing money, yeah, Zynga, Zynga, how are they doing? It, they, they announced their fourth quarter numbers. Yeah, they lost two hundred and twenty-six million dollars last year. Ouch! Ouch! That's ow. And the surprise is? Um, surprise is they're still in business, but that's besides the point. Zynga stock dropped 5.34% down to 266. Whoa. Wasn't it like 12 for their IPO? Something like that, yeah. It's getting up to like 8 or 12 bucks. Crazy asshole idiots. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, on another story, um, King, you know Candy Crush guys? Yeah. They are actually, revenues are up 20% for the full year. Good for them. So It won't last. No, it won't last, but at least, you know, somebody's not acting like a complete fool all the time. All the time, like Zynga is? Yeah. Yeah. They've closed their uh, Chinese studio. King did? No, Zynga. Zynga did, okay. And people are calling for the resignation of, uh, is it Mattingly? Uh, I don't remember. Couldn't tell you offhand. No, uh, Matrick, Don Matrick. Okay. No surprise, the CEO says that he believes the company had made mistakes this year. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You think so? It was, we didn't make any mistakes. It was our plan to lose $226 million over the previous year. 
my god, what plenty of people are making mistakes though. We we shouldn't just focus on Zynga just because they're the easy target. Yeah. Um yeah. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's and when also they a say lot they, of money. When they say they lost that much money, I mean it's not like it disappeared. It's no, just they, they spent more than they made. Yes. Don Matrick. Good for him. That's that's impressive. Two hundred and twenty six million dollars. Qualcomm has to pay almost a billion. To who? China. That's also a lot of money. Qualcomm uh, got fined by the Chinese government $975 million. Technically, 6.088 uh, yen. Yuan. 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 Okay. There you go. But in, in current um, financial trading, that makes it $975 million. I assume you're talking about the, the Chinese currency and not the Japanese currency. Yes. Okay. If it was the Japanese currency, that is yen. That's yen, and the other one is yuan. Yuan, yep. Okay, thank you. Um, they're, they're going to pay this, though, because normally the uh, they were hit with an antitrust suit with anti-monopoly law sort of stuff. And in accordance okay. with the normal law, they actually have to pay 10% of their annual sales in China. And this $975 million is actually less than that. Wow. So in case you're wondering how much Qualcomm is making in China. It's a lot. It's That's a at, lot, a lot. It's at least ten billion. nine billion, ten billion dollars. Now, Qualcomm, as a refresher for other people, uh, is a chip manufacturer. Yes, they are the ones making the chips in most of your smartphones. Very true. Yes. So when you put it in that sense and think about it that way, how yes. Many, how many cell phones are in China right now? A lot. Yep. A lot of them are using Qualcomm Snapdragon. My guess right now, probably. So, yeah, a lot of money, but damn. I wonder what the details of the, the anti-monopoly law was. Like, what did they do? Uh, let's see. The China's National Development and Reform Commission started an investigation last year. Precise details of the probe remain unknown, but the goal is to defend Chinese consumers against commercial practices that will push smartphone prices up. So they were doing things that would have caused the price of smartphones to go up. Yes. Okay. Past that, we don't know. No, yeah. It's it's very hush-hush backdoor stuff there, but the, the well, price yeah. tag for this is $975 million, and they have to change their licensing in for their patents. Okay. Uh, well, then. Okay. Microsoft is also under investigation for the same sort of thing, so we'll of see how much Microsoft gets fined for. Of course, Microsoft is under investigation for an antitrust lawsuit. Welcome to 1990. Yeah, they can never get out of that, can they? <laughs> so speaking of cell phones, yes, the Samsung Galaxy S6. Yeah, the one might, that hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, uh, supposedly. I mean, it's it's been teased. Yes, but it's not going to get announced probably until, is it March or May? Uh, it's coming up big. real soon. Yeah. Like real soon. But yeah, what about it? They are going to get rid of their Samsung apps. Really? Finally. There's some really crappy apps in there. Yes, yes, there are. Having dealt with both the, um, I don't know where I put my watch. Um, the Gear Fit. The Gear Fit and the, the Galaxy S4 four and five there's a lot of crap in there that i don't want or need like yes. s voice s voice is the the google now samsung version that literally slows down everything because you can't turn it off yes or the s music or s video yes or s note or samsung health or every, oh god i can't think of all of them because they're 
Ugh. Yep. So um, you could still, if you wanted those apps, I don't know why, but if you wanted them, you still would hopefully, you should be able to download them. Off the Play Store? That or their stupid Samsung yeah. Galaxy Store. Well, but that's another Samsung app, right? If that yes. app isn't on the phone, are you going to be able to download it? Or maybe they'll just put the Samsung Store on the Play Store so you can download that. And then from there, you can download the other ones. Well, how does the, Am- I think the Amazon Store um, is... Yeah, I think that one you, you have to actually download, download from, from Amazon and install. Um, but instead of the bloatware, um, instead you're going to get Microsoft apps. Wait so a things minute. like <laughs> Office and OneDrive Wait. and OneNote Wait and Skype. So I get rid of bloatware to get Microsoft bloatware. Yeah, but Skype on your phone's not bad. Did I ask for it? No. Did I put it there? No. Can I get rid of it? I don't know. If I can get rid of it, it's just, you know, annoying. If I can't get rid of it, that's bloatware. Yeah, I'm trying to think of if I've ever used any of the Office. I don't think I have. Oh, I had Office on my old phone. Didn't didn't move it over. Don't use OneDrive. Don't use OneNote. Skype, I use on the PC, and that's about it. Yep. You use it once a week. But that's on my desktop, not on my phone. Yep. So yeah, no, don't, not going to use it. But that's surprising where they're actually, Microsoft is getting, because you think Microsoft would just put all their stuff on their own phones. But my guess is they're realizing their own phones are not selling. It only took them how many years? Do not know. Too many, it seems. Yes. Okay. Uh, Topic up towards the top, Valve. Okay. Has done something interesting. What'd they do? Well, you know in Team Fortress 2 that as you play, you get drops. Yes. Those drops are handled by the Steam Inventory Management System. Okay, so it's the same one that handles all the trading cards and everything, right? Yep. Okay. And so that's why it shows up in your Steam Inventory, and that's where, that's where you know, it's got, like, craftable things where you can take the drops and the keys and put them together, and you open up the crates and get more drops, or you combine the cards and those uh, form other items. Which you turn into gems to get more cards. Yep. Well, you can't do that anymore. I thought you still could do right? that. Wasn't the gem a one-time thing? Hold on. Let me open up my, uh, let's see, inventory. No, I don't want Team Fortress 2 items. I want Steam items. No, you can still turn things into gems. Okay. Well, anyway, all of that's handled by the Steam Inventory Management System, okay. which Valve has now opened to third-party developers. Oh, so I could have a game automatically add things to my inventory based off of... Actions in the game. Well, that would be an interesting thing to add to, like, uh, Beyond Earth, where you kill aliens and you actually get drops. Drops from hunting the aliens? Yeah. That's kind of mean to the Harmony players. <laughs> Sucks for Harmony. It's fine. Harmony's overpowered anyway. I've always tried to play Harmony, and every single time I get run over by aliens. Make just better at me friends with aliens. What? Make better friends with aliens. I tried to, but then I've got quests, and their quests are right next to the alien nest, and the alien nests just eat me, and I'm just like, well... well knock out the nest. But then the aliens get all pissed at me. Kill the aliens. But then that kind of defeats the harmony purpose of it. No, you still need to harvest the biomass anyway. Uh, Harmony is making friends with the alien species, not with those specific aliens that are pissing you off. Okay. You can still attack aliens as Harmony. I'll also remember that next time. Mind flower win is fastest win. I have no but idea yeah, what you just I, said. I was going through and going looking at a, a bunch of different games trying to figure out, like, where would I use this as a game developer, right? If I were going and looking through these games, how would I do it? It's kind of like achievements, but not really. Kind of like cards, but not really. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Maybe yep. it'll have something at uh, GDC about this. Ooh, possibly. They could also, I mean, this this could just be a, another precursor of Source 2. Could. Half-Life 3. See what happens at GEC. 
When is that? Checking March 2nd through 6th. Okay, coming up. Man, so many big things coming up. Yeah, I got um, actually got an invite from Valve saying, hey, if you're at GDC, feel free to schedule a time to look at the new Steam boxes. And I'm like, hmm. Ooh. But I'm not going to be at GDC. <laughs> you'd have to pay your way. Yeah. And you'd have to take time off from work. Yeah. Uh, this is sounding very familiar. <laughs> yeah. GDC is in Vegas. Moscone Convention Center. Where? San Francisco. Okay. I could make my way out to San Francisco. I'd have to actually get, you know, passes to GDC. Yeah, that's your first hurdle right there. Uh, register now for an all-access. Holy shit! How much is it? An all-access or just an expo pass? Both. Uh, expo pass is 250 bucks. <laughs> Okay. Main conference pass is fourteen hundred. Oh. All access is two thousand dollars. So this if you did early fun. registration, it's fifteen hundred. <laughs> Wonder how much where would I go for a press pass? How to register. GDC press, press registration, uh by invitation only. Sorry, Charlie. Wow. So you gotta know someone. Yep. Wow. Okay. All right. That's that's impressive. So speaking of programming, Arkansas yeah. has declared a state of emergency. What? What does this yeah. have to do with programming? They have declared a state of emergency around the lack of coding in schools. That's stating, not a state of emergency. According to the wording of the bill that has been submitted, it is listed as a state of emergency. Okay. What do they want to do about it? Uh, every public high school in the state will require to offer computer science courses in the 2015-2016 school year, either in classrooms or online. Right now, only 24 high schools do that. And I think I think it was Slashdot said that there were only six certified instructors in the state. Yeah. Well, that's because CompSci is not a, a huge thing anymore. A lot of schools realized that they could sneak uh, kind of through the requirements by not offering computer science, but by offering like general technology. So classes, you remember uh, business tech or business ed, whatever it was back at Celine? Yeah, that stupid class where you learned how to touch type. Yeah, you learn touch typing, you learn Microsoft Office, you learn like Excel and, and Word. Uh, that, because it's not actually a computer science class, doesn't require a computer science certified teacher. I was so bored in that class. You learned good skills in that class. How to correctly format a page in Word and how to do tables in Word. I'm like, well, why are you doing a table in Word? Why not do it in Excel? Because sometimes you actually need to do tables in Word. I know. Most of the time I just do it in Excel and then import it into Word. Okay. Different kind of tables, though. They're not, but they are. I was just pissed that they never taught us access. I kept bugging the teacher for that, saying like, "Hey, can can you know you find me something to learn access with?" And she's like, "Nope, I'm looking. I haven't found anything." Kate has an excellent point, though. Huh. She just messaged me and said that we are not the typical student. True. What is a typical student? I don't know, but does the typical student need to take a computer science course? I mean, really, the the school needs to offer it, not for the typical student, but for the like. 20 people in the school who are going to need it and want it. Well, according to the governor of Arkansas, he has proposed making computer science a core requirement for high school graduation. That's going to be very interesting. And more power to Arkansas. Good luck. Okay, he calls for changing state law to give math or science credit for computer science courses and developing curricula and training teachers for basic computer science. Hmm. Go for it. I'm, I'm curious to see how this grand experiment will turn out. I am true, because... Some people are, are just true. not going to get it. Right? I assume you mean? Yes. 
Okay. Computer science, I can do. English, I can't, it seems. Side note, I'm, I'm looking at the Arkansas News website, and then it's this thing talking about adding computer science to high school curriculum, and the little video on the right shows a NASCAR race. What? These two things are not things that commonly go together. I don't know. I don't know. The actual science behind NASCAR, if you get to the actual engineers, the automotive engineers, there is science up the wazoo with those guys. Yeah. That's what we need to do is to, to get science and computer science in there, somehow team up with NASCAR. Hey, Andy, are you making a, a generic statement about Southern people? I'm just stating that people love NASCAR. Are, are you claiming that the South loves NASCAR more than anyone else or that as, as a way to drive interest, tie things to NASCAR? Yes, I'm saying that would be a legitimate option. You know, not everyone in the South likes NASCAR. Well, yes, I agree, but there is NASCAR is popular. Can you agree to that point? Yes. Okay, so if you attach a program to something that's popular, you'll hopefully be able to pull from that popularity, right? Yes. Well, then there you go. That's what I said. <laughs> you attach this to NASCAR. NASCAR. And okay. you're like, oh, and I'm like, no, this is legitimate. You, you you were making it sound like it's because it's the South you could attach it to NASCAR. No, I'm just saying because. So you're just saying in general, not even for the South, but for no. all the U.S. Yes. Okay. You want to get people into STEM, take something that they enjoy watching and say, hey, do you realize how much STEM is involved in this? Sure, the drivers get all the credit, but the driver... The guy's not going to run around the racetrack in... Yeah, but, but people don't want to be the engineer behind the car, Andy. They want to be the driver, yes, they I They want to be the driver. What does the driver need to know about physics? I'm not exactly sure, because I don't know. I don't know the drivers, but I have a feeling that the drivers will tell you how much they need to rely on the engineers. But people don't want to be the person relied on. The American dream is not to be the guy changing the tire at NASCAR. No, the American dream is to be the guy driving the car, yeah. Doesn't matter how much you need the guy who changes the tire, or three guys, because it really is like a three-man team per tire. Yeah, guy who brings the tire wants in. To be the yeah. driver. Is there a way of being able to promote that outside of everybody wants to be the driver? I don't know. You'd have to go along some lines of not everybody can be a NASCAR driver. Yeah, but that's also counter to the American dream, right? You can be whatever you want. Yeah, stupid American dream. Who, who did, uh, Senator Marco Rubio said that America is not the, the land of have and have-nots, but the land of haves and those who haven't gotten it yet. Something like that, which is a stupid, stupid saying. Yes. <laughs> K degrees. Okay. Uh, moving on. Where are we at? Oh, we should probably, um... Oh, okay. Uh, there's a rumor that Apple's working on a car. <laughs> Apple car versus Google car? I don't know how I feel Google about car. that. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, how'd you feel about but, Google working on a car? I, also not happy. I'm fine with them working on, like, systems in a car. They don't need to be designing a car. But that's, it's a rumor, so who knows? Random review? <laughs> Supposedly, just recently, a janky-looking Dodge Caravan outfitted with what looked to be self-driving car technology has been spotted around the Bay Area. Oh, no, yeah, it is uh, a minivan. Wow. Yep. Andy. Yes. Review. Sorry, bring it I was back. looking. Bring it I back. Lo I, was looking at, I was looking at the minivan. Bring it back. Back on the rails. So, random review. I'm going to go off the rails and into the sky. I am reviewing Sid Meier's Ace Patrol. Okay. So it's a Sid Meier game. Yes, it's a Sid Meier game. So it's a turn-based strategy game. Um, Ace Patrol, actually, uh, there's you can do it on the iPad, iPhone, or PC. No surprise, I did it on the PC. Given that you don't have an iPad or iPhone. Yes. Um, see, it was released back in two, uh, 2013, May okay. 9th, so it's about two years old. But you are a World War One fighter pilot. 
and you're given uh, different miss- missions that you can pick from. Like sometimes it's like, oh, you need to escort a bomber who's going in, or you need to shoot down the other planes, or there's tanks you need to blow up, that sort of stuff. There. So you get different missions to play, and um, you get also different airplanes. So, you know, as the war progressed, airplanes got better and better. So you get, you know, new airplanes to deal with, and all the airplanes are different. So they have different stats, different handling skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can pick your team, you can pick your missions. You actually, once you shoot down planes, you actually can upgrade your pilot so you can get, you know, learn new fighter moves. So you can Why? learn how to do, you can learn how to do like loops and barrel rolls and all the crazy airplane stuff that you'd see the biplane okay. stunt pilots do. Okay. So it's, it's pretty simple to start off with, but it's kind of fun because these things, these missions are, Short, but the higher difficulty letter levels, there's actually a lot of strategy involved with this. So this is like, it's turn-based. Yes. And you place your orders for the next turn. Yes. And then they all execute together. No. No? The planes go in, there's an order set up, and the planes go in that order over and over again. So it's like D&D, where it's, they, I guess, roll for initiative at some point, and then that order, mostly it's just, it's normally your guys in a certain order, and then the other guys in a certain okay, order. Okay, but and you, your you guys, still place all the orders at once? No. Okay, so you then why are you it, placing orders? Well, you, Is it you, just you, for planning purposes? And you say, like, okay, execute? Well, it, it's uh, you get a plane, and you get your options of what you want to do with the plane. Do you want to do a barrel roll? Do you want to turn left? Do you want to turn right? Do you want to climb? Do you want to dive? You tell it what to do, and that plane goes. And you right. go to the next plane. What do you want to do? And then the next plane. What do you want to do? So the planes okay. move in order, and then the other planes move in order. And then it's right. your turn again. Okay, interesting. Right. It looks very similar to a much older game uh, where, where you would place orders for the planes. I don't remember what that older game is called. It was way older, though. Yeah, we used to have... My parents but had a board game case, that was like cool. this. Oh, old board games. So, yeah, so, uh, so yeah. it looks like it's using actually some of the same engine as Civ Five. Yeah, because it's a hex grid. Yep. I see a lot of uh, screenshots with things like prices on them, though. Is that in-game currency or real currency? Um, I have not actually bought anything. So maybe the, um, or is maybe that just the, for the iPad, iPad, iPhone version, version has stuff you can buy. Okay. How much is the game on Steam? That is an excellent question off the top of my head. I should have looked that up. You should have. Uh, Ace Patrol is five dollars. Five dollars. I would say it'd be more of a three to four dollar ones. Which, um, if if you like it, there's also the uh, Ace Patrol Pacific Skies, which is the World War II version of this, which is seven dollars. If you buy both of them together, so three fifty is a. Oh, that's the package. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say three fifty for it is pretty nice. Five dollars, but no, it's a it's a fun little strategy game. It's great. Is the fact though, if your plane gets certainly been seeing you play it quite a bit. Very true. Um, what's interesting though is if if your pilot gets shot down, if he's behind enemy lines, then he becomes yeah. a POW, and so he either could escape or he have to wait till Christmas when prisoners are exchanged. But if if he crashes on your side, then he's out of commission because he's in the hospital for a couple of missions. Or if his plane is too heavily damaged, then his plane is out of commission for X number of missions. So you, sometimes you kind of got to pick your mission by what planes and pilots you have. So it's like, oh crap, I, I did this mission, scored a lot of points, won the battle, but all my pilots are now in, in, in repair. What am I going to do for the next mission? Welcome to war. Yeah. You send the best person you have for the job that can still do the job. Sometimes that means picking a different mission than what you want to pick. Yep. All right. So you can play as the Americans, the French, the British, or the Germans. 
but the okay. the missions are all the same. So it's each each nationality gets a special perk. But the missions are the same between being the English and the German. Yeah, but those were opposite sides of the war. Yeah, but the missions are pretty much the same. It's either you try and like take down the planes, or you try and defend, or you try and attack. But those the, were op- okay. Whatever. Yeah, the, the missions are pretty much the same. Okay. Um, random topic. Yes, random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Would you vote for Putin if he ran for U.S. president and could hold office? What if he received the nomination from the Democratic Party? First question so, is, who is he running against? Yeah. Because if, if, you know, if it's Putin like... Putin gets the the, um, the nomination from the Democrats, who the hell got the nomination from the Republicans? Hitler? Yeah. Um, zombie Hitler? Zombie Stalin? Stalin. Oh, God. That, look, we could just keep it in, like, uh, Russian presidents and prime ministers. Um, would you vote for Putin over Stalin? Or Khrushchev? Well, or... so here's the real thing. If Putin is running, does it matter who you vote for? <laughs> that's a good joke right no that's a good one all right um no i would not vote for putin even if he won the democratic nomination which he wouldn't that's kind of an unreal scenario if yeah if he won the democratic nomination something is seriously wrong i mean uh, well so it, it i guess it doesn't say vote for putin as he is now right if he has somehow managed to change his positions and make statements that shows that he's now trustworthy enough and and has the right uh, ideals to be nominated in the Democratic Party, maybe he's worth voting for. I'm sorry, but I will never trust anything that Putin says. Yeah, probably not. I'm not voting for Putin. I mean, for goodness sakes, he used to be KGB. Where where did this... Random topic come from? Take a guess where this random topic came from. Because I, you know, just on the off chance that like someone in Russia planted this one, and I don't know. <laughs> Unless somehow somebody hacked Hans's Facebook account. Didn't have to hack it. They could have had him do it. <laughs> Hans, if you are in trouble and are being somehow coerced by Russian authorities, go on. I'm curious. I'm trying to think of how he would notify me without. <laughs> Tipping without them tipping them off, given that they would then be listening to this episode because it's the one about Putin. Hans, don't do anything. <laughs> I was just joking that, you know, you were being coerced by Russian authorities. So just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I would not vote for Putin. Kate just wrote me a valentine, but she hasn't shown me what it's addressed to. Why? <laughs> She's been giving me random valentines because she has a exorbitant amount of valentines. So she's just been randomly giving them to me. She just wrote one out, but she won't show me what it says. Interesting. Yes. But no, yeah, I do not trust Putin farther than I could throw him. Which is probably not very far. He's no, a, not far he's at a all. large man. He is. He, he could probably break me like a twig. Yep. But he wouldn't do that because, you know, his hands are clean. So somebody else... Would break you like a twig. Like Sparrow's egg. All right. Well, with that, I will let you go back to watching your curling matches. I don't think Dave got it. No. Wreck-It Ralph, Zangief. I I, I do remember that Zangief was in Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, I don't like remember a, a line movie. about Sparrow's egg. Zangief is Russian, and so he would break. 
Yes, I, I know Zangief is Russian. He's actually Soviet. He okay, was a, and a Soviet Putin, like wrestler. I said, was former KGB. Yes, but Still- Zangief wasn't. Of all the quotable lines in that movie, you expect me to remember Zangief and a sparrow's egg? Yes. Sorry, no. I saw the movie like one and a half times. What? You only saw it one and a half times? I think so. I saw it once in theaters, and then I caught like a half of it on TV. Yeah, you only think like one and a half times. I'm disappointed in you. You can be. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Dave, <laughs> blonde, do you, disappointed do you, in him. you see how much I care, Andy? All right. Is this just for this one thing, or can I be disappointed in you for many things? I mean, I'm sure you you don't need my permission to be disappointed in me. <laughs> All right. So the random topic has gone off the rails, so we should probably. All right. <laughs> oh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>